0: Holy Ghost that seals us and secures us until the day of redemption. To this great pastor, amen, Pastor Ventus, I said to him that if I could preach like Ventus, um, I'd do my own revival. (laughs) Folk would ask, who's the evangelist? And i tell them, I am. Amen, amen. But we are honored to be with you again. And we are greatly challenged by the times that we live in. The severity of the times that we live in politically, economically, socially, culturally demand that we sp- spend all of the church time that we can. Amen. I tell folk, okay, what anybody says, it's dangerous to miss church. 2018, you need all the church time you can get. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: So we are honored again to be with you tonight. Uh, I was hopeful that my wife would be with me tonight, but our granddaughter brought our great granddaughter by the house. That <laughs> <laughs> that that changed all of that. <laughs> Amen. 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 I always enjoy. Uh, the choirs of New Mission. Amen. Just didn't sing long enough, but (laughs) amen. Always enjoy hearing them. If you brought your Bibles tonight, please meet me at Matthews chapter 16. Matthews chapter 16. I want to begin reading at verse 13. Yes, through verse 18, let me say how glad I am to see some members from St. Mark here tonight. Amen. Appreciate so much their presence. Matthew chapter 16, beginning with verse number 13, it reads this way. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I the son of man am. And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others, Jeremiah, are one of the prophets. He saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Boar-Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee... The keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Subject tonight is Whom say you that I am? Whom say you that I am? Jesus asked two critical questions back to back. The first has to do with who men say that he is. The second question is of a much more personal nature. He gets closer to the disciples. He says, if anybody ought to know who I am, you ought to. If anybody ought to know my identity, you should. You've been close to me. You've been with me. He looks at them and he asks, he says, who do you? Say that I am. The Bible says Peter speaks up, although he can take no credit for what he says. But he answers correctly. I want to say tonight that um, we need to understand that you don't come to know God because your mama knew him. your daddy knew him. You don't slip into the kingdom because your grandmother was a praying woman. God has children but he doesn't have any grandchildren. Amen. Amen. So you will not be automatically related to God just because somebody that you are related to knows him and is accepted of him. Every person must be born of God, himself or herself. Amen.
1: Every
0: person must come to know Jesus for him or her self. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir.
0: That's why people, when they talk about Jesus, they refer to him as their personal savior. When they say that, they are not trying to be selfish, but they are saying, I don't know what he means to you but I have had a personal experience with God and I know what he means to me. Amen. I know what he redeemed me from. I don't know what he did for you, but I know what he did for me. Now God would not have anyone come to know Jesus through your experience. God wants them to have their own experience. You 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 do understand that most of us are Baptist by heredity. Huh? Yeah, we we were raised in a Baptist church. When we got grown, we hung around. Most of our religion, most of our Christian experience was second hand. For a long time, that's what we was running on. We were operating under secondhand hand experiences. I um, share with the church sometimes when I was uh, much younger and, and began to pray publicly in the church. Um, I would pray and I said, Lord, I thank you that my bed was not my cooling board. Thank you that my sheet was not my winding sheet. But I didn't know what the cooling, cooling board was. I didn't know what the winding." was sheet was when I found out what it was I said, Lord, I still enough." thank you that uh, my bed was not my cooling board and my sheet was not my winding sheet. The point I'm trying to make is, is that initially we started out with what we picked up from the generation before us and, and, and our testimony was a borrowed testimony and And the statements that we would make in church were not from our own experience, but from others' experience. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. When that day came and we could finally say that I know him for myself. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm fearful that there is a generation on the scene now that has never seen real revival. The world has lost the fear of the Lord. And I believe it's due to the fact that so much of the church has lost also the fear of the Lord. Yes, I, I know he's Abba Father and uh, he's our daddy, but, but there is a reverential fear that's missing. Amen. So we have to understand that we need to keep the proper distance and reverence for God. We must never ever take that which is holy and make it common. And began to treat God as though he were one of our homeboys. Amen. We must absolutely refuse to treat him as though he is common and make him ordinary. He is an extraordinary God He's not natural. He's super natural. And we are never to forget the awesomeness of our God. He's in a class all by himself. Thank God that God and God alone is God. And we must worship him and honor him for that. Grandma used to say it this way. Every tub has to sit on his own bottom. We must have our own experience with God. Every person needs to have their own God encounter. Amen. He's not just savior of the world, he is our own personal savior. And all of us need to be able to say that. That he is our personal savior. If you don't have a personal relationship with God, you don't have a relationship at all. When we really have real revival, it's when we have an experience with the holy. You need an experience with God. And it's not just just where somebody talks to you a little bit about Jesus. You have to come to know him more than intellectually. Not even just by the scripture. Need to know Jesus experientially. Pastor Venters, I, I, I said at home the other day that, that we have invested too much in Sunday morning. Amen. We've invested too much in Sunday morning. Uh, we come together on Sunday morning and we smile, we shake some hands, we sing some songs, we hear the word, and we feel good but But what happens on Sunday is ineffective Monday through Saturday. Amen, Monday through Saturday, and the real test of what happens on Sunday is what happens. Monday through Saturday. Amen. 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 That's, that's, that's what we've got to start working on. Amen. That Monday through Saturday thing. Examining our lives and see if we are growing in some areas. Have we set some goals for ourselves? Have, are we praying more? Are we studying more? Are we hungering more for him? Or are we going to bed with him on our minds and waking up in the morning with him on our minds? Do we sing when there's no choir? Do we get happy when we're not at church? I'm talking about It's, it's, it's that, see really what happens on Sunday ought to be a continuation of what's been happening Monday through Saturday. amen amen Amen. Amen. we need an experience with the holy amen Amen. when Adam knew Eve she conceived and she bore Cain Uh the Bible says he knew her again and she conceived and she bore Abel well whenever you know God experientially It means that you have come into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, amen, and you are in a position where you are about to conceive, (laughs) hallelujah, everybody in the church ought to be pregnant, amen, everybody in the church, amen, amen, ought to be carrying something within us, divine. Amen, 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 amen. A vision from him, a a dream from him, new desires, amen. New deliverance, new levels of growth, amen, amen. And so so what I'm discovering is, is that we don't need to try to get so to get people to know Jesus so hard based on how we came to know him, All right. All right. amen. Uh, see, pe- people may not have had the same experience that you have had, amen. May have never been to jail. They may have never been strung out on dope. They may have never grown up in a dysfunctional family. But so God doesn't want us to try to cause us to imitate our experience in them. Uh, All God wants us to do is introduce them to him. Uh, Yeah, God God says, if you if you introduce me to them, I'll do the rest. I'll do the rest. Amen. 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 And so just he says, just tell them who I am. Introduce me to your friends. And I thought about it today. I said, how dare we call God our friend, amen, and don't introduce him to our friends. Amen. 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 Pookie and and uh, all of them ought to know about Jesus. Amen. Amen. Shawana and... All of them ought to know about Jesus. Amen. 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 So, so when we say that Jesus is really our best friend, when we say best friend, we mean that, that the friend in our life, that he is the friend in our life that brings out the best in us. Amen. Amen. He believes the best in us. Amen. He saw the best in us. Amen. And so he says, don't, don't tell them who I am. Just introduce me and I'll work on the relationship. God knows how to do it. He, he knows how to do it. Amen. He, he knows how to wait till they have some trouble. Amen. Amen. You'd be surprised how many people came to Christ through trouble. Uh, yes, indeed. It was, it was hard times that, that brought us to him. He says, let, let them go through some trouble and they'll come to know me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let them get strung out on drugs and they'll come to know me. Yeah, let, let them have their own experience. Let them have to, to get sick amen and need deliverance from sickness let let them let them find out that, that the person that they told that told them that they loved them and would be with them for the rest of their life uh, w- woke up one day and walked out and they found themselves all alone by themselves that they can make their way to me then amen 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 all we need to do is introduce them amen So there is is something about God when we come to know him experientially. I don't mean knowing him from a Sunday school class, but I mean knowing him because you've had a midnight hour. Amen. Sometimes midnight is the highlight. When you've had a midnight experience and, 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 and you've been in between a rock in a hard place, amen, you, you, you've been in the gutter, amen, amen, uh, God came and redeemed us out of the pit, brought us up out of depression, brought us out of debt, brought us out of sickness, brought us out of darkness, you've had an experience with God where you didn't even believe in yourself didn't believe that anything was possible for your life. You were in a situation, sometimes right after you had to come back from the graveyard, somebody close to you died and you began to wonder, how am I going to make it from here? But Jesus came along, caught you up in his arms, held you real close to him. Somebody knows him as a lawyer in a courtroom. They were dealing with some legal situation. They've got to know him experientially. Jesus was asking this question. He says, now, who do men say that I am? Uh I'm just here to tell you that men see you differently than you see yourself. Amen. You don't fully know who you are by your own opinion. Amen. Amen. Wouldn't, Wouldn't it be wonderful... Pastor Venice, I was thinking, wouldn't it be wonderful if folk just told you out straight who they are?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Huh? Yes, sir. Wouldn't it?
0: Sisters, sisters, help me out here a minute. Wouldn't you rather that when the brother comes to you, he says, now Listen. I want you to know up front, you ain't going to be the only woman I talk
1: to.
0: Huh? Could you handle that? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be wonderful if, if, if I think it would be better if folk would just come right, right out straight and tell you who they are so you wouldn't be so shocked when you find out the truth. Amen. 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 Who, who when that one folk will let you know who they are, really? Amen. Who do other people say that I am? Man. And then I thought about it this way. Do you have a friend that you trust enough? I mean, really trust that you believe will tell you the truth. Do you trust them enough to go to them and say, listen, you've known me for a long time. From your perspective of me, who would you say I am? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you've known me a long time. Been together with me in different situations and circumstances. Now, after all of this time, surely you have some opinion of, of me? Well, well, who would you say I am? A- amen. Maybe we would benefit by start asking other people around us that are close to us, that, who we trust, maybe we would benefit by asking them, how do you see me? Huh? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, what, 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 what's your impression of me?
1: Yes, sir. Huh? Yes,
0: sir. Yeah. Until you know who God is you can never discover who you are. Look, look, look at the text. Look at the text. Jesus asked, who do you say that I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus says, Peter, you got the right answer, but you need to know you didn't come up with it on your own. And and this is what I love about the text, after Peter answers correctly who Jesus is, Jesus turns around and tells Peter who he is. Amen, amen. 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 You you need Jesus to to help know who you are. Amen. And so he says, Simon, your name uh-huh. is no longer Simon. All right. yes, sir. Your name now is Peter. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. Now, now, yes, sir. this 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 name, this name Peter, is, is uh, the name Simon. Rather, it it comes to to mean a a a weed that's that's blown in the wind.
1: All right. And
0: whatever way the weed, the wind blows, that's the way the weed will bend. Ah, but Peter or Petra means rock. And so essentially Jesus is saying, I'm changing your name from a bending weed to something solid. Amen. Changing it into something solid. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something solid. So Jesus, he's not saying to Peter, I'm, I'm building my church on you. That's not what he's saying. He says, but I'm building it on the rock of the revelation that you made. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Amen. Now, Peter finds out who he is. Amen. He finds out who he is. And and understand, never think that we have accurate knowledge of ourselves until we've been exposed to various kinds of temptation. Amen. One writer said, Integrity on one side of your character is no guarantee for integrity on another.
1: Yes,
0: Amen. He says we cannot tell how we should act if brought under temptations different from those that we have hitherto experienced. In other words, he's simply saying sometimes you don't know what you're going to do until you get in a certain situation. Amen. Amen. And, and you know how we are. We, we, we want to play the middle of the road. Amen. We want to be friends with the world and friends with God at the same time. And the Bible says friendship with the world is enmity against God. Jesus puts it this way. He says, I would that you were hot or cold or else I'll spew you out of my mouth. Now, one of the real reasons I believe that that God said you ought to be hot or cold and not lukewarm is because if you are lukewarm, you remain the same. You you remain the same. If you're cold, you change. If you're hot, you change. But if you're lukewarm, you kind of stay the same. Lukewarm simply means room temperature. It means that you adjust to the environment that you're in. So if folk are cussing around you, You cuss too. Amen. You're lukewarm. You don't take a stand for anything. But Jesus says, he says, listen, Simon, you are no longer Simon. You are Peter. You are rock. You are stable now. I'm bringing stability into your character. You've been living life long enough, drifting with every wind of doctrine, blown and tossed about. Amen. But I'm causing you to be stable now, some stability in your life. Amen. When he discovered, when Peter discovered who Jesus told him he was, one reason that Jesus asked Peter the question, uh, who do you say that I am, was to get a consensus of the people to find out where they were in their understanding and in their concept of God. See, you cannot grow in your relationship with God beyond your concept of God. J.B. Phillips says that we need to stop telling God how big our mountains are Mm -hmm. and start telling the mountains how big our God is. And I don't know about you, but in 2018, we need an upgrade. We need an upgrade. There was a time when this little light of mine was fine. But 2018, we need bigger lights. We, We need an upgrade. We need an upgrade. We need to get updated in some areas. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. 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 Cannot grow beyond our concept of God. Your life will always be limited by the size of your God. Great God from that. Never, never make your problems bigger than your God. <laughs> hey, amen. Uh, always keep god bigger yes. than your problems yes. amen he he, he ask again who do you say that i am amen see you don't know peter peter has a revelation from god and we really don't get to know jesus through books and necessarily Sunday school we know him through Personal experience You know him relationally You've got to have An experience with Christ There's no substitute For an experience With the Lord Jesus Christ Amen And one reason that Jesus asked Whom do you say that I am Is because you will never know Who you are Until you know who God is In your life Amen Amen. Until you know who God is in relation to you, you will never fully really understand who you are. Amen. You can't find yourself until you find God. Until you know your creator and the manufacturer, you don't have any idea of your purpose. Amen. And you cannot discover your identity. Now, 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 Pastor Vendors, you know, in corporate America, corporate America now has two status when it comes to employee. They got part-time and they got full-time. And you know the church got the same?
1: Uh,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, we got it. And here's the, here, here's the irony, the part-time won't full-time benefits. huh yeah 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 you 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 got to experience god for yourself amen jesus said blessed are they that hunger and thirst we got a lot of folk who are saved but they ain't hungry and they ain't thirsty Amen. I thank God that I was born during the period of history that I was born in back when we was colored and we was in church all day long. Sunday school, morning worship, afternoon worship, BTU, night service, and still wasn't in no hurry to go home. Amen. Amen. The whole family came to prayer meeting. Amen. And Sunday school, we was there. And glad to be there. Amen. 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 Till you got to have a personal experience with Christ. Amen. Amen. Finally, let me say this. that, That promotion always comes after the process. Yes, if, if you want to know God, want to be sure yes, that you know him and that you're growing in your relationship with him. Yes, the Bible says, flee also youthful lust. Yes, Amen. Amen. He says, don't rationalize with it. Yes, don't argue with it. Mm-hmm. Don't try to go around it. Right, and don't try to see how strong you are in the face of it flee also youthful lust because lust is never satisfied amen you never get enough and you'll tell yourself this the last time not going back over there no more not going to do this no more Amen. amen but you're just fooling yourself amen Just as sure as you live and breathe, (coughs) you will discover how weak you are. Amen. Amen. Then not only are there some things that you have to flee, there's some things you have to prevent. Amen. have to prevent some things and know who and what you need to avoid. There's always something that all of us need to prevent or avoid. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, amen. And that's why it's good to be engaged in preventive medicine, amen. Preventive medicine is cheaper than corrective surgery. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. I I, I say that because every day I rediscover how incurably human I am. And and that's just some stuff I have to stay away from. (laughs) Amen. That's some stuff I have to stay away from. I'm not going there talking, I'm going to see how strong I am. No. No, 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 no. No. Stay away from that. Amen. Flee youthful lust. Amen. Then he says, avoid foolish and ignorant disputes. Amen. There's some discussions you ought not even waste your time getting in. Because it's ignorant and it's foolish. It's ignorant because it doesn't make any sense. Amen. Then there's something you have to pursue. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Folk are pursuing a whole lot of things today. But they're not pursuing righteousness. Amen. The Bible tells us to pursue righteousness. And righteousness is simply God's right way of doing things. It's being in right relationship with God and right relationship with each other. Amen. The Bible never tells us to pursue things. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and the things will be added unto you. Amen. Amen. Yeah, the things will be added unto you. That's, that's the process. Amen. If, if, if you want it, let God add it. A- amen. Amen. Let, let God add. If God adds a husband to you, praise the Lord. You, you want your knight in shining armor? A- amen. Let God send it to you. Amen. Let, let, let God do it. And in the interim until he comes, ask the Lord to make you the right woman. Amen. So that when he does come, he'll recognize who you are. Amen. Amen. Yeah. 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 And so, so, so we need to understand That we need a more personal, a deeper, a greater relationship with God. Amen. 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 And then we need to make sure. Amen. That every day of our lives, we're in pursuit. Amen. In pursuit of Him. Yeah, there are three things I want. More of God. And more of God. And more of God. Amen. That's what I want. That's what I want. Amen. 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 Who do you say I am? Amen. Who do you say that I am? What kind of representatives are we of who Christ is? How evident. Is Christ in our lives? Yeah, yeah. How present is Christ in our lives? Is is he is he is he God at home? Is he as much God at home as he is at church? A, amen, amen, amen. And I think that that's that's one reason why our numbers are dwindling. Our numbers are dwindling. Used to be a time in St. Mark, you had to get there early to get a seat. Uh You can take your time now. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you can take your time. You sit on that side, this side, that side, in the back, in the front, in the middle. Yeah. 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 We've lost something. We've lost something. We're in the process of losing something. Amen. I keep telling, I've been telling folk for 30 some years, when you come to church, get yours to go. You know, we... (laughs) Jumping and shouting all at church and then leave church and go home just as mean, huh? Walk by people, won't speak, huh? Hold malice in your heart against somebody and then we're wondering why the presence of the Holy Spirit is not in the church like God wants it to be. But I come to tell you, God has not changed. He's the same. And God shows up where he's wanted. I dare you to come to church and tell God, I need you this morning. I need you every hour. Yeah. Who are we saying that he is? Huh? Yes, Lord. How obvious is it that we've been with Jesus? The Bible says in the early church, they looked at Peter and John, knowing that they were unlearned and ignorant men. But they could tell that they had been with Jesus. That, that's what it's all about. Well, that's all that. That's what it's really all about. People ought to be able to tell and it ought not be by what we're wearing. People ought to be able to tell that we've been with Jesus. There ought to be something distinctive, something different about us. Amen. Amen. Yes, indeed. I don't care what you got on. Amen. Yes, indeed. Who do you say? That is. Yeah. Has has he become that? Influential, yes. that impactful in your life. Yes. Amen. Yes, Amen. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes indeed. indeed. Yes, An obsession. Yes, Ma- Ma- Matthew Swartz wrote a book, The Magnificent Obsession. Yes, in that book, he says that it ought to be Jesus in the morning, yes. <laughs> yes. Jesus in the afternoon, yes. Yes, and Jesus late at night. Amen. Matter of fact, he says that that we ought to be so obsessed with it that if we bought something and it has a way of taking so much of our attention that we ought to take it back. He says that when you take it back, if they won't take it back, just leave it there. Don't allow anything, anybody to take the place that's reserved for Jesus. Amen. Who do we? Yes, say that is. Yes. My, my dad, my dad, my dad, and, and my dad was a, a Baptist preacher and
1: yes,
0: preached and pastored for like about 67 years out of 93. And um, he would get happy three, four o'clock in the morning. You know, and we, we had to go to school. I used to ask my mother, I said, listen, don't you think he could wait a little later, you know? Um, why you gotta got get so happy so early? But you understand that my father was a preliterate black preacher. See, they didn't have degrees and all of this kind of stuff, you know. God dealt with them most often through their emotions, you know. It was it was what they what they felt, and 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 so he would stay up late at night reading the Bible, and he would read as long as he could, but sooner or later he'd get full. And, and when it got full, he had to holler. <laughs> he had to holler. He, he had to holler uh, back back in the days. Back in the, You know what I told him? Uh, when I was a child in church, uh, one, of the, one of the staples of folk coming to church on Sunday morning, they brought a handkerchief. I had to get old to understand this. <clears throat> they brought handkerchiefs with them on Sunday morning. You know why they brought them? Folk used to cry. Folks used to, listen, preachers say, preacher get to talking about hell, get to talking about what Jesus had done for them, right, right, right. and they just get, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know, today, yes, 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 sir. Yes, sir. I can't tell you when I've seen a handkerchief. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not moved by the gospel like we used to be. Huh? We, we don't have a consciousness of sin. I told you, I, I wish I knew where a bunch of sinners was on Sunday morning. I'd pick them up and bring them to church. Huh? The gospel don't preach well when everybody's satisfied with themselves. self. Uh, what do I have to cry about when I have convinced myself already that I'm right where God wants me to be, just like God wants me to be, and I'm already arrived? Ah, uh, we need to bring a handkerchief. We got too much to cry about. We got too much to feel sad about, because we are letting God down. We ain't saving folk. We swapping members. Statistics say that the average age of a new convert now is eight. Yes,
1: yes, bro.
0: Eight years old.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, bro. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We ain't saving, for. Yes, Lord.
1: Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: No. Our concept
1: yes, Lord. Yes.
0: of God is wrong. Yes, Lord.
1: Wow. Yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes, Lord.
0: Yes, until it changes,
1: yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come
0: on until it changes, until it changes, yeah. we're going to still be in that rut yes, and there are only two options yes, either you in revival or you in a rut yes, you want to know how to tell when you're in a rut
1: yes,
0: you're doing the same thing every Sunday with no results I'm through God bless you God bless you